Banuya. Thank you. Sorry. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Oh, you know what? I forgot my notes. Can you grab my notes? Sorry. Hi. Good morning. You guys know me as probably youth director. Thank you. As youth director. Um, but now I have the privilege and honor to be a part of family ministries. Um, and so I'm a little bit unkept. Um, I got a lot going on. Uh, we just came off a retreat a couple weeks ago. So I got all these different notes. Sorry. Real quick. Sorry. Jeez, Louise, sorry. Can you pick that up? Oh. All right. All right. Well, my joke isn't working because your kids are painting down here. But don't you wish, let me get in my acting mode. Don't you just wish you had help sometimes? Like there's so much stuff that's going on. You just wish that you had a friend that was there for you. I wish that was one of these times. Lord, help me. Help me. Hey, Jerry. Don't worry about it. I got ah, your back. Hey. Oh, thank you. All right, I just felt like the Lord told me to come up here and get your back. So I, I'm here to get Jerry's back. But in the theme of Zach Morris, I just wanted to call a timeout. Was exciting. What's happening, Damon? What's happening? Another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. I'm your host, Damon, and today we have our family ministry team with our very first live studio audience. Welcome to our live studio audience. So, for this week, we are continuing our Created and Called series, and we just wanted to come together and share with you a little bit about what God's been showing us and how we are trying to help our kids and our families to be who they are created and called to be. So to get things started, Jerry is our family ministry director, and we really wanted to give a little bit of a biblical basis for family. And so we are in the midst of our created and called series, and really we wanted to start off pre-sin, right? That's where we want to start off with how did God create our family so like before sin. And so the verses that we've been talking about the past few weeks come from Genesis chapter 1, and we are going to look at Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. Damon, I'm going to stop you right here. He's not ready for this because he's the host, and normally he, like, is in charge, and he says what's going on and lays out the thing. But you know what? I'm going to do a little audible right now. I just want to uh, take a moment and really give Damon his flowers because <laughs> he does so much for our church, and he's done so much for me and my life because – as we talk about created and called, I haven't been able to, I wouldn't have been able to step into my creation and calling without you. Mm -hmm. And um, this is 
14, 15 years ago now, which is crazy because I just turned 21 a couple of days ago. It's <laughs> awesome. It's awesome, right? Looking good. Um, but you didn't have to hand over uh, youth ministry to me. You didn't have to uh, do a hava and create jobs and businesses and revenue for the church. You didn't have to put on YouTube and make us accessible to, um, to be able to uh, uh, worship online. You didn't have to do all these amazing things. You didn't have to join us on family ministry team. And so I just want to say thank you and give you your flowers and have the church love over on you. Yeah, because as we talk about creating call, it's not just a theory and it's not just how do I read it in the Bible and, and take it on for knowledge, but there's something about relationship and how key it is in who we are to, uh, to be uh, fully ourselves and, and, and how God intended us. And so I just want to make sure that before we get into the awesome teaching and get to the truth here, that we know that this is a, a, a real heartfelt uh, message for me and obviously for our church. So thank you, Damon. You know, and that relational aspect, and I totally appreciate that, Jerry. Thank you. Um, that relational aspect is really a big part of what we're trying to do with our ministries and our family ministry. And so, yeah, we wanted to dive in and talk a little bit. This morning as I was getting ready, I felt like the Lord gave me two words, and they come from uh, Genesis chapter 1, 27, 28, kind of the picture of what it looks like for us as family. And so let's uh, read those together. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And so the two words that I felt like the Lord impressed on me were unity and fruitfulness. And so that's one of the cool things about, you know, what Jerry just sh shared with us is the unity that we've been able to grow in and the fruitfulness that's come out of it. And we've been able to see that. And so really that's what we want to see in our families is more unity and more fruitfulness. Because really we feel like that's what God is going to do in our church and what he's doing with us is bringing us closer together and making us more fruitful in that unity. And so those are some of the things that we're going to be seeing as we go along and we start talking to each of the different members of our team is how God is using them to help our families to come together and to step into who God created and called them to be. And so really one of the stories that gives a good picture of this, and Jerry had mentioned he really wanted to talk about this, was the story of that we know as the prodigal son story. So Jerry, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I think it's so interesting that we know the prodigal son story off of that name or maybe the lost son, but really it's about the magnificent father. Like that story is, yeah, absolutely, we could see ourselves often in what's happening with the older son and, or the younger son, but really that story is about how absolutely generous and over-the-top loving that this father is. Yeah, so in that, the Father is always giving, and he's a representative of God the Father. And so for us, we want to respond to the Father in what he's calling us to do, right? And so if we look at that story, one of the things that stands out to me is the way that the younger son and the older son are actually viewing the Father, right? And this shows in how they respond. The younger son, he asked the Father, I want my inheritance right now. I want it right now. And later, when he comes back, the older son responds, what about me? What about me? Where's my stuff? Why do you keep giving 
and giving and giving to this younger son, the one that left. Really, what is he in it for? He's been in it for the stuff too. But if we look at the response of the father, how does he respond to both? He responds through relationship. He runs out to the younger son to go bring him back. When the older son doesn't want to come into the party, he goes out to go get him, right? Because he's recognizing that it's this relationship that he wants to have with them and not just about the stuff that he has to offer. And so really those are some of the things that we feel like we're, our, our goals and purposes for our ministries is to help our families to come together, to learn about their faith, learn about the Father, and then to be fruitful. Yeah, the two real big things for me when I hear that story and how that really relates to us in family ministry, one is, like I said, this extravagant, over-the-top father. Like, I mean, the way that he just ran up and loved his son, the way that he forgave him, just like that. And I feel like that process isn't just in an instant, that that is forged in uh, uh, from time after time. And, uh, the, I mean, even just like, I remember reading this as a little kid and going, ew, why is the dad kissing the son like that? Like, that's a little bit gross, right? Like, there's so much love that it becomes uncomfortable. And we don't experience that kind of love often. That's why it feels so uncomfortable at times. Um, yeah, it, it, the way that he celebrates his son and throws a party and, and it's just the generosity of giving the robe and the ring and all these elaborate things. And the, the, the thing that's really cool to me is that Yes, there is an aspect of provision that the father is giving here. But then there's another aspect of love and what is being invested into his children that I think we get lost. You know, I'm an immigrant of, of, uh, of my parents who came from the Philippines. And I think many of us are from other countries where we're immigrants and we're so often valuing the opportunity or of hard work. Right? Like, it's all about the education. Jay, I don't want you to be living in the dirt like I did. I don't want you to have to be living like a slave like I did. That's why we had to bounce out of the Philippines, and we had to come to America. So you better make sure that you get it done. You better make sure that you, you, you live it in its fullest because you have to work hard because you don't want to go back. Trust me. You don't want to go back. And so often we, we, we feel that as immigrants, and, and then we, we, we just concentrate on what is it that I got to do for my kids now? What is it that I got to uh, provide for them and give them and, and, um, and sow into them? But really, what is it that we forget? We forget the investment of, well, it's not about what I'm leaving my kids, but it's what am I leaving in them. And that's the key that I love about the extravagant father is that, yeah, you got all this. You got all of this. Check out this kingdom. This is all yours. But I am all yours too. All of me, my personality, my love, my, my, the generosity, all of that is for you as well. And so just as we are created in God's image, we're also created in his likeness. So you and I are also like God. You're, we're also like the extravagant father. We're also like the ever-loving, ever-generous, ever-celebrating, ever-partying father. And we kind of forget that sometimes, that there's so much more to this than just let, what, uh, what are we giving, but it's also what are we giving into our kids too. And so right now we have an opportunity to really invest in our kids and invest what we've been learning about identity, about who God created us to be, and we get to invest that in our kids as well. And so one of the things that we noticed about the way that we were doing things before, and as you can see, we have a few new faces up here, is that 
before we had been working in silos. So each of the ministries, children's ministry, youth ministry, was working on their own projects. And this is my ministry, I'm going to do my thing, and you're going to do your thing. But as we've been going along, we've been recognizing that as a family, God is calling us to really work together and not just do things on our own, but really what does it look like for us and our ministries to be more in alignment and work as one unit as opposed to two, three, four units. And so that's one of the things that's been really awesome about this group up here is that we've been trying to walk through this process together of what does it look like for our families, but let's actually function as a family too. So how are we going to walk together in this so that we can best help support our families, our church family, to really step in who God made them to be? And so we got a bunch of other people up here, a bunch of other voices. We want to hear from them too. So why don't we get started with children's ministry? So let's welcome Steph Hino. Welcome, <laughs> Steph. So, Steph, uh, really one of the things that you've been impressing upon us is that with our kids and with our children's ministry, one of the things that you've been really wanting to impress on, our, on them is about the Holy Spirit. Can you share a little bit about your heart for our kids and them knowing about Holy Spirit? Yeah, so um, I guess my heart for the kids um, and children's ministry is just that um, I want to see them transformed by the presence of God. And um, yeah, because in his presence, everything changes. And I just feel like I don't want us to have to teach them and convince them that God loves them, that, you know, um, they're important, that they're powerful. I don't want to have to convince them, but rather, like, I want us to be able to create space um, for Holy Spirit to move and do that himself. Um, I feel that, you know, if we fully rely just on our curriculums and our teaching that, and, you know, we're convincing them that someone is going to come along later in life and convince them out of whatever they learned. Whereas if they have an encounter with, you know, the loving kindness of Jesus, that nothing is going to take that away from them. Um, so, yeah, that's my heart. And there's a saying um, that I love. It's that there's no junior Holy Spirit. And I love that because we don't have to water down anything for them. That Holy Spirit wants to encounter them just like he does any one of us. And that, yeah, I feel like there's just so much more that he has for our kids and our families. Yeah, and so as part of that, some of the things that Steph has been implementing in our ministry is that she's been having things like in the nursery, she's been having the the helpers and the workers pray blessings and sp seek the Lord for words for the kids to see if he has anything that they can that they can speak into them. She's also been having them come up on on Sundays like first Sunday where all the kids are in service and praying with the pray the healing teams to pray for healing, giving them opportunities to experience ho Holy Spirit. And he, Holy Spirit is not a junior Holy Spirit, right? It's this is we have they have access to the fullness of God's spirit. And mm -hmm. so those are some amazing things that she's been working on. One of the other things that I think has been pretty cool is, I don't know if everybody has noticed, but this year, I think our Chris kids' Christmas presents were so much better than years past. So, <laughs> Steph, can you share a little bit about what, what the purpose of some of these gifts were, if people don't know what's, what I'm talking about? 
Yeah, so for Christmas, we did something a little different. Um, I wanted to it to be more of like a family gift, so we did it by family, and I just, I got all the teachers and helpers help. I, you know, we gave each kid, they got like a handful of, you know, prophetic, encouraging <laughs> words, and then just giving them tools and like activities that they can do as a family, so we did like these little prayer hearts so they could draw a heart and then it gives them a prompt or a direction of how to pray for example like um pray for an impossible situation today or pray for you know the catalyst staff or (laughs) pray for your your friends or someone who doesn't know jesus or all or someone who needs healing there's like i think a month's worth um in these little jars and um let's see a book to write testimonies down like a love language thing just things that i think well i would hope would help families just on their journey because i think a lot of families we want these things for our kids but it's kind of like where do we start sometimes i know i've been there um and so that was just my hope and we also um Brett and I worked on these um, Connect decks. And if you haven't got one, please see one of those. I think we have a handful still. Um, But it was like we gave them a deck of cards, and then there's a key. So every week you could, there's 52 weeks in a year, 52 cards. So you draw a card every week. And if it's, you know, four of diamonds, you go look for the four of diamonds in your your binder, and it'll say, like, um, you know, memorize a verse as a family today, or, so there's 50, we worked hard on 52, (laughs) um, activities, and so that's just another way that, yeah, we just want to connect as a family, and just, at the same time, have fun, we hope that they're fun for you guys, and also that they just build connection, um, with each other, and just with the Lord, too, so. Yeah, I think it's really just seeing the professionalism and the quality of the, the gifts that you made, Steph, was just amazing. And really, it, it's like you said, just a way for us to help our families and parents know where to start in starting some of these spiritual conversations. Because sometimes it's like, I don't, that's not how I was raised. So now I have to come up with something on my own. I, I don't know where to start. And so some of these things are just really prompts for us to get started have spiritual conversations together and bring our families closer together and united so that we can really uh, develop a culture where we're having spiritual conversations and being able to do that as a family at home as well as at church. And so now let's move a little bit forward. We have Brett, the leader of our newest ministry, The Forge, which is our sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, our middle schoolers. And I know Brett has told me that he felt like he didn't really have too much that he needed to share because he shared it on the podcast before or he shared it in service before. But Brett, really one of the things that I wanted you to share this morning was about how what you're doing with The Forge is helping to take the things that they're learning in children's ministry and taking the faith of the parents and helping our kids to really own their faith. So it's not just their parents' faith. I'm a Christian because my parents are Christians, but I'm a Christian because I believe in Jesus, and I know that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. So, Brett, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. I, I um, you know, with children's ministry hadn't already been established, and we have Magnetic established, 
um, I was really prayerful in what is the purpose of the middle school ministry and kind of being that bridge in between. And um, I think my heart for the middle schoolers is um, exactly what you said, that ownership, that they're able to take all that they're doing in children's ministry, receive that, and then now understanding more of the why, right? Why do we pray? Why do we, and have a safe space to ask those questions and wrestle with those things and be in a safe space to be able to have those conversations and discussions in a place where hopefully it's uh, beneficial to their walk with God and they're not getting fed those things who knows where, right? And so that we're able to have those conversations, they're able to memorize verses, share with each other, learn to grow and walk with um, their brothers and sisters in in different things, um, praying. Um, And so it's just really giving them a space to um, live those things out a little bit so that they can see what it's like for them to own their own faith and not have it based on just what their dad or their mom tells them or um, even to question those things so that they can build some of that critical thinking for themselves. Yeah, so as we were developing some of the content in the curriculum that Brett's been going through, one of the things that we started to look at is what are the anchor points that we want our kids to really know and have grown in during these years so that when they get to high school, when they get to adulthood, we know that as a church and as a ministry, we've helped to make sure that they've covered all of these different anchor points. And it's not just, we're just going to go by the seat of our pants and we missed something. So we really wanted to spend some time developing some of the anchor points so that we could say, yes, we've covered this, we've covered this, we've covered this, they know this. And so, Brett, can you share a little bit about some of the anchor points that we've talked about? Yeah, so strategically we looked at it like if you're coming in in sixth grade, then I have you for sixth grade, seventh, and eighth. And so instead of looking at it just from, okay, what are we going to do this year? We really wanted to take advantage of the three years um, of uh, somebody coming up from sixth grade into the forge. And um, the main themes that we go through are um, the truth, intimacy, and then the good news. And through those different areas, there's also lenses that we're going to take a look at them through. So this, this year, in the beginning, we did truth and we looked at it through the lens of choices how does our choices reflect the truth or what we know about who God is and then this we're currently into intimacy right now and we're focusing on forgiveness and relationships and and taking a look at how does that play a role in our intimacy with first our relationship with God but then with those around us and so we hope that um, we've brainstormed and and have enough flexibility to 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 really um cover different topics and just things that we feel would be um, applicable to a junior higher, but also in preparing them um, as they go into high school and college and, and further on. It's, it's really um, helping affirm and uh, build upon the foundation that's set in children's ministry and preparing them as they move up. Yeah, so it's, it's been really cool because I'm hoping that you're able to see kind of this journey that our kid, we're trying to develop for our kids where in children's ministry, they're learning a lot about God. They're learning about who God is and what he does and about Jesus. And then when they get to middle school, then they're able to say, oh, this is my own faith. These things that we've learned about, now I understand why those things are important to me, why those things are important to other people, and so that they can own their own faith. And so as we move along, now we get to high school ministry and magnetic. Yes, yes. 
Come on. I know Jerry oh, wants to shout out his magnetic sorry. high schoolers. <laughs> but as we move along, one of the things that we wanted to do with high school is to give them opportunities to actually live out their faith. Because we recognize that the way that the world you know, shows children developing is that a lot of times the world says, you don't know who you are until you get to college, right? And then college is able to influence you, right? But the way that we've been feeling about how the Lord wants us to develop our kids is to help them to know who they are, give them opportunities to live out of that while they're under our care so that when they get to college and get to adulthood, then they're able to go out into the world, wherever they're at, whether it is college or whether it's to the working world, to make an impact wherever they go. And not just let the world impact them, but for them to make an impact in the world. And so with Magnetic, some of the things that we've been wanting to do is give them opportunities to actually live out their faith. And one of the ways that they do that is, is through retreats. So Jerry, can you share a little bit about what your heart is behind some of the retreats that you guys have been doing? Yeah, retreats have been an amazing thing for us. Um, Actually, Bob Aizawa was our first uh, person to, yes, to take us through retreats. And uh, just two weeks ago, we had our 18th one. Um, so it's really amazing on what's happened through the culture. There's three main things that I really want to focus on in our ministry. One is obviously Sunday mornings where we have our classes. Um, two is special events. And three is retreats where uh, there's a setting that um, really gets us into a place of focus and really fosters a um, environment where Holy Spirit could move and for our hearts to be ready for him. Um, and I think that's been really key. But I could go into a ton of places with retreat, but my hope actually is on the next pod, you guys could be a part of it and share your personal experiences at retreat. Um, and that would be really great to hear from directly from you guys. Um, but yeah. as you speak, Damon, about impacting the world, my thing that I wanted to sh really emphasize for the high school portion of our sharing today um, is our Christian clubs on campuses because there are a ton of factors that influence our teenagers um, in negative ways and in positive ways, but there's not so many positive, godly, truth-centered things that they experience. So I wanna especially highlight uh, Garrett Ka'ai, and Alyssa Miyake because uh, there are a couple of our senior, uh, our seniors, um, and it's like, this is a stacked, stacked senior class. Um, some, some of the most powerful, amazing leaders, um, uh, servant-hearted, they're so wonderful. And, uh, but with Garrett and Alyssa, they are, they're Christian club presidents. And it just really fills my heart up to see them um, give and pour out because, yo, they're busy. Like, you think your life is busy? And I'm an adult. I'm like, yeah, I'm busy. But they're busy. <laughs> they got CIF finals basketball games that they got to play for. They got their siblings practices that they're helping out in. They're doing SATs and they're learning how to drive and not kill anybody. And they're trying to protect their nice new car that grandpa gave them. And they're trying to learn how to be on the freeway. And they're learning how to be adults. And they're getting ready for college. And they're doing all these applications. And they're getting ready for scholarships and doing essays to prepare themselves and, and, and vouch for them why they need to receive money for, for college. And, and, and on top of that, they've got homework. And on top of that, they got to do them dishes. And on top of that, they got to take care and make sure that their outfit looks nice and neat because that's what we do when we're <laughs> teenagers, right? 
they're so busy, but what do they do? They say, on top of that, I want to be president of my Christian club because they want to impact a smaller group of young Christians, but they also want to evangelize the 2,000 plus people on their campus. They want to share the love of Jesus into the campuses that most people say are the darkest places. And they sacrifice so much and they uh, pour out, you know, there's this awesome story that Garrett told me. One of his um, Christian club uh, peoples was like, Garrett, like, you know, we want, what are some of the curriculums that are doing? And Garrett's listing them off. And then they said, and then he mentions hearing God's voice. And that perked one of their ears and was like, ooh, I want to learn more about that. And Garrett was like, get ready. This is how we do it at Catalyst. <laughs> and what does he do? He shows them how to hear the Lord's voice. And boom. Blown away. Garrett. Right? We know him, a lot of people know him as just, oh, he's the older brother of the triplets. No, 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 no. <laughs> much, much, much more than that. And what does he do? He shares, he, he, um, he cares for his sheep. He uh, walks with them, does it in a loving, uh, beautiful way, just as Jesus would. And he shows them how to hear the Lord's uh, voice. And um, that has really revolutionized and broken uh, a lot of barriers in the way that he teaches and the way that Alyssa teaches and our, our guys who aren't even presidents, but the way that they influence in their Christian clubs and even on Christian campuses that they're showing more of Jesus. Um, and it's just a real beautiful thing that they're doing, not just on a special event, but what they're doing every single day. Yeah, and I think really that's the heart behind Magnetic and high school ministry is giving our kids opportunities to step out, live out their faith in a in, a, in an environment where they're covered by us. And then so then now they go out into the world and they're able to step out and make an impact. And I think that's really cool, some of these stories that are coming out and that we're hearing. And some of them ju just started from things like retreat, like doing dishes together at retreat. How many of you guys expected to do dishes at your first retreat? <laughs> they're all shaking their heads. Uh, guys, remember, this is an audio podcast. <laughs> so you guys have to use your voices, not just shake your heads at me. But anyway, that really, that's one of the things that we wanted to do with Magnetic is really give our kids a hands-on opportunity to say, what does it look like for us to live out our faith in a real-life atmosphere? And that's why it's cool because when they go on retreats, they're not going to faraway retreat centers. A lot of times they're going to a house nearby. They've rented a house, and they're doing chores. They're doing things that they could do on their everyday, week-to-week -week basis, and we're seeing some of these fruit come out where they're able to go out into their schools or their, their everyday lives and live out their faith. And so what does that do? It gives us confidence that when they get into the adult world where they're not under our covering anymore, that they're still going to be doing the same thing because they've already learned to hear God's voice. They've already have the confidence and know who they've ma been made to be, and they're able to just live that out. And so that's so awesome, just seeing the progression. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, church family, we want you to know that as a family ministry, we got your back. But at the same time, we don't, we don't want to carry the whole thing either. That's not what God has made the church to do, to carry the whole thing. And really, that's one thing that we've seen in the past church history. Not just our church, but in church general, is that a lot of churches have said, we're going to take this whole burden of raising kids spiritually on ourselves. And that's not how God created the church to function. The, God created the church to function as a complement to the family. 
And so really what we wanted to do, and that's why Ida's sitting up here, is we have a parenting ministry to help our families and our parents to be able to step into their calling as the main spiritual leaders of these kids so that as a church we can step into our calling and help to complement that. Because, you know, on a week-to-week basis, how long are kids at church? Maybe one, two hours? Where are they the rest of the week? At home and school, right? And so how can all of their spiritual development come from the two hours at church? It's not. It's not. They're going to get influence from all of these other places. And so as a parenting ministry, we wanted to help our families to step into their calling. And so Ida just wanted to welcome you to this episode. (laughs) Thank you, Damon. So Ida, can you share a little bit about your heart for our parents and their role in leading their kids? Yes, so really the heart behind parent ministry really is to have Jesus live so loudly, loudly through our lives, right? Through our personal lives, through our family life, and just just every day. So the aim of the parent ministry is to equip and hi, Ellie, is to (laughs) the parent the aim of the parent ministry is to equip and partner with parents so that we could lead our families to experience and follow God. So in other words, just equip and partner with each other, right, to be the spiritual leaders of our home, of our families. One of the things that you've been sharing with me mm-hmm. recently is your kind of your heart for community and community building our church family mm-hmm. to be able to support our, the families that are in our church. So can you share a little bit about that, Ida? Yeah. So, um... Can I share a short story? Yes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, So a little bit of background. So a while ago, a group of us went up north for our conference, and we ended up having dinner with a a mom named Lisa Max, and she has a parenting ministry called Let the Children Fly. And we're sitting in her living room, and her daughter came home while we were all getting to know each other. And, And as her daughter walked in the door, Lisa goes, hey, come sit on the sofa and meet these wonderful ladies. And so she came and sat on the sofa, and Lisa goes, can you do me a favor? Can you ask Jesus to speak a few words to each of these ladies? So all of our eyes were on her, and she went to each one with a happy face. She just came home, and she goes, to you, Jesus says you're a champion. You're the voice for the voiceless. And then to the next person, she goes, Jesus says you carry treasure maps that no one else has. And so one by one, she went to each parent. And then she even spoke to me about some of the doubts that I had. And she didn't even know about that. And I was floored, (laughs) right? And that's the lifestyle that we want to have and God wants for all of us. And so as we go forward... um, yeah, we just want to have that as a, as a picture in all of our events and all of our activities. So um, we have some activities and, and events planned out. Um, it's in the works. We don't have any specific dates yet, but they just all focus on having Jesus central in our lives. So we focus on heart connection and discipleship and community. Because we just have amazing, amazing parents here, amazing kids, 
And I just promise you, when you come and rub shoulders with some of the amazing parents we have here, that you will just walk away filled with hope, filled with inspiration, even some tips like meal cooking or even like how to handle sibling rivalry. So, yeah, come be part of the community. And just a couple of weekends ago, we had a parent mixer. Mm -hmm. And so, Ida, can you share a little bit about your heart behind the parent mixers and what that's about and what to expect when you come to a parent mixer? Yeah, so a couple weeks ago, we had a parent mixer. We had, um, we had some parents of teenagers. We had some parents of infants even mm -hmm. come on out. And we just had good food. We had fun. We played a game. And then we got to share about, hey, how do you handle... Um, finances at home? How do you handle technology? And it was just a casual kind of mix-up. Belinda did a great job. We It was like the Freedom Center was set up as the living room, and we just talked stories and shared what we did at home. And, you know, it wasn't like teaching. We're just sharing what we've been, what God's been doing in our in our lives, and it was good. Yeah, I think one of the great things about events like that is we have some amazing families, kind of like Ida was talking about, and it's an opportunity for different people in different stages of their kids' development to share ideas about what they went through at different stages and to share about how they're interacting with the Lord and, and showing the Lord to their kids with other people. So if you're having you know, questions or if you are struggling with your role as a parent, some of these activities and events are really geared for you to be able to come rest, enjoy, learn, and grow. And so I think that's really awesome way for our parenting ministry to help our families to really step into who they're created and called to be. So thanks, Ida. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so guys, I just wanted to say thank you to all of you for all of the things that you guys are doing with our family ministry and how you're helping our kids and our families to step into who God created and called them to be. And thanks to our live studio audience. You guys have been a great audience. Thank you, guys. So until next time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season. Thank you so much for joining us for our so online service. Hope you will join us uh, in person sometime. It would be great to see you and meet you. Don't forget to subscribe to our Catalyst YouTube channel so you don't miss out on anything. And be blessed this week. And as always, thank you, Jesus.